welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, hi, Cassidy. Hey there, how are you? Pretty good. Good. Oh, oh sorry, I forgot to lean forward while I was talking. <laughs> Cassidy is my niece, and she spent the past year in various places around the world for a study on international communication. Relations. International relations? Mm -hmm. Okay. And now you're headed soon to Ghana um, to work against uh, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And well, just in, in general, how have you been lately? Good. I've been really good. I'm just getting settled back into life in America, so still a little jet-lagged, but I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> So as we've been here kind of just sitting around and drinking some coffee and talking, you've told us a little bit about um, the organization that you, you're with. But for our listeners, can you go ahead and, and say the name again and just tell a little bit about them? Yeah. So I work with an organization um, called International Justice Mission, or IJM. Uh, and so I'm actually doing their fellowship program. And IJM was founded in 1997, uh, and it is an anti-human trafficking social justice organization that really partners with governments uh, to assist them in combating social justices um, around the world. And so we have about 18 field offices uh, and just assisting violence against the poor, well, assisting the fight against violence against the poor. Okay. Okay, so it's... Um so it's more than human trafficking, but it's just injustice in, mm -hmm. in general? Yes. Okay. So um, we really fight to protect people um, that live outside the law, um, that where you don't find police officers or the government really assisting um, to fight for them. And so we help give the government the resources um, to make an impact in these people's lives and to really bring their perpetrators to justice and really end these systems of violent injustice against poor people. Uh, where is it, the organization uh, centered out of, or is there a center? Or? We have uh, our headquarters is in D.C., but we have about 18 field offices all over the world. Okay. And you, you mentioned it's a faith-based um, organization. So is it a Christian organization? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And, um, and you said it's like the biggest organization of this kind. Is that right? Yes. So I love IJM. I have for years. Um, and it's such a privilege to be doing their fellowship program, but they have amazing research. They've done amazing work uh, for a really, really long time. And so they've definitely set themselves apart uh, in this type of organization as one that really excels um, and worships the Lord and serves the Lord, uh, but really um, uses the gospel as a basis to protect people. And how are they funded? Uh, through a lot of different ways. So we have different grants. Um, we have private donors. Um, and actually, we have what's called a freedom partner. And so you can become a freedom partner by making a commitment to give a small amount each month. And so that goes and helps fund some of our operations around the world that really brings uh, freedom to people. Okay. And, um, and then how long have you been kind of associated with them? Or is this kind of like your first thing that you'll be doing with them? Well, I've known about them for a really long time, just being involved in the fight against trafficking. Uh, it's hard not to know about IJM, uh, just because they have great research, they do great work. Um, so I did an internship with an organization called Dress Ember. So it's more of a campaign uh, 
raising money to fight human trafficking. And one of the places that we send our money to is IJM. And so that's really when I started diving into their work and learning more. And then when I was uh, living in Ghana studying, I knew they had an office there and I got set up with an internship and I just fell in love with the office, the people there, the work that they do. Uh, and so I'm having the privilege to come back for a year. Yeah. And you said they like to work with nationals. So it's not like Americans all over the, the globe doing this work, but the organization works with the people who are already there in large part. Is mm -hmm. that right? Definitely. Um, and it's all about being respectful of someone's culture and understanding the needs of a community. Uh, and coming in, growing up in America, it's it's hard and it takes a while for me to really understand what's going on in a community. Uh, and so I will never be able to be integrated into the Ghanaian community like someone who's born and raised there. And so we want to empower these people um, who live there to really fight against the injustices in their own world. And they are the people who are best equipped to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, this past year, you were traveling a whole lot. <laughs> and, and it was a study type of program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what was your, uh, what did you spend most of your time doing? Studying. Studying. <laughs> yeah. So I did what's called a global master's in international relations with a certificate in development. And so that's through Webster University. And I spent about three months in five different campuses all over the world. So I started in the Netherlands, Thailand, Ghana, Austria, and then Switzerland. And then I traveled in between those places as well. But I spent a lot of that time in school and doing homework. Okay. And um, well, besides that, I know you've done a lot of traveling, so you probably have like a unique perspective from just seeing so many different cultures mm -hmm. and things like that. What has that perspective given you about mankind or humans or just mm -hmm. anything in particular come to mind? Yeah. Um, one thing I'm constantly learning is we're all more alike than we think we are. Uh, I think that humans just in general, no matter where you're from, what you look like, uh, we all have very similar basic needs and desires. Uh, and so a lot of times we build up these fake divisions because we don't really understand what a person is thinking. Uh, we don't understand their culture or like why they're dressing the way that they are. Um, but we all have a very similar need for love and relationships um, and to protect ourselves, to protect our family. Uh, and so definitely traveling has really taught me that we're all humans. Um, we all love to laugh. We all feel similar feelings uh, and that we should focus on what brings us together instead of the things that pull us apart. Hmm. Well, um, you're a pretty impressive young woman, Cassidy. Thank you. <laughs> Um, do you have any like personal routines, like, I don't know, morning routines, anything like that, you know, that are important to you that kind of help you in your life? Oh man. Um, I'm really not a routine based person. Okay. Uh, actually one of my routines is trying not to get into a routine, I guess, if you oh, can really? put that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, every morning I wake up, I spend time in the Bible, uh, learning about the Lord, but that's that's really one of the only things that 
I make sure to do every day. Um, I make sure to always take a couple minutes and really appreciate where I am and what I'm doing, whether that's in the grocery store or driving around. Uh, so just really reflecting on how beautiful the world is and what a blessing it is to be living in it um, in this day and age and where I'm at and what I get to do. Uh, so that's definitely something I'm constantly reflecting on and making sure I spend time on every day. But I, I have a hard time when things get too routine. And so I like to mix things up as much as possible. So like um, you said, you like to take a few moments just to kind of um, uh, think about like what you're enjoying and just where mm-hmm. you're at and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just kind of, is that a, a recent thing or have you been doing that for a while? So it's a kind of a conscious um, practice or like habit or something like that? Yeah, I've yeah. been doing that for quite a while. I think it's easy to get caught up uh, in the world around us and um, and not fully appreciate where we actually are, like how beautiful the sky is today um, or the fact that we're here at grandma's house. Like it's amazing. And so I really try to, my term is celebrate. Uh, I love to celebrate each moment and mm-hmm. especially when things are difficult, looking at what is actually help, like happening around me and finding something to pinpoint that I can celebrate in that moment. And so it's taking even like five little minutes uh, to celebrate something every single day. Okay. And then, um, when things are are difficult, like I don't know, you know, pain or just disappointment or something like that, you're still trying to um, do that. Are you just looking for, like, um, in spite of all of the the bad, there's something good here somewhere, or is it like, well, maybe there's something good in the bad, or I don't, I don't know. Like, when it's, how do you do that when? you know, life is not so fun and so forth. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. It's figuring out that in bad things, there's always still good moments. Um, We don't want a negative attitude to make our whole entire day negative. Um, It doesn't have to be like that. And so it's still trying to find those good moments in the bad, but also having faith and confidence that bad things can turn into good um, because the God that we serve. And so celebrating both that we can rest on God's promises and celebrating that there's still you can still have a good day even in the midst of bad things. Okay. Um, do you, does your life have any um, maxims or anything like that that you try to keep in mind when you're making decisions? You know about the direction of your life. Hmm. Not really. I. I think a lot of what's led me to the places where I'm at is just the flexibility uh, to take the opportunities that come my way. And so I am very much so under the belief that God opens the doors that he opens and he closes the doors um, that I shouldn't go through. And so I really just try to pursue him as much as possible and trust that the opportunities that come my way that are glorifying to him are the ones that I should walk through. And if that's not true, um, he'll shut it. And a lot of what I do is fundraising based. Uh, a lot of what I've been able to do around the world uh, is comes from a lot of people who worship God through giving and empowering me um, to do his will all over the world. And so um, trusting God that you know he'll provide the finances when I need them. Uh, is one way that I've seen God really open doors that I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. And so just really trusting God that he'll provide what I need for him to provide uh, as I walk through different opportunities. Um, but I don't 
think there's like one thing that I'm really always dwelling on um, or like a phrase or something that I focus on. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't love routines. So finding mm. opportunities that are just kind of out of the blue uh, and doesn't necessarily fit the norm is really something I gravitate towards. And I trust God that he brought them there for a reason. And if they're not there for a reason, I won't walk through them. Um, you know, sometimes, um, I don't know, for, I, for some people, it seems like Oh, there's just too many things to say yes to, too many opportunities. And um, I don't know, do you ever f find yourself like that? And yes, I do. I love saying yes to things. I love, uh, I'm just an opportunity-based person. I love trying new things. Uh, and so it's making a very conscientious effort that the energy I have every single day is a gift from the Lord. So what am I doing to give that back to Him? Uh, and so there's definitely some things that, I've spent a lot of time and energy in. I've just felt drained afterwards. I didn't really feel like I was giving back or I was gaining anything from it. So it's picking those opportunities, especially in college when there was all sorts of different clubs mm -hmm. uh, and people around and people to spend my time with, homework to do, um, things like that. It's, it's picking what's best for you, um, what's best to glorify God in those moments and giving your energy back to Him. Okay. Well, how did you get started in your walk with God? Um, well, I grew up in a faith-based Christian home. Uh, so my dad was a pastor, uh, and it was something that we always talked about, always uh, communicated. And so for a really long time, I felt like I knew the stories. I, I knew the answers to all the questions in Sunday school. So I was like, good. Uh, I had it all together. And I actually, a Sunday school teacher, when I was being rude and interrupting everybody because I had all the answers, she told me, like, you know, answers don't get you to heaven. Answers isn't a relationship with Christ. Uh, and so I dwelled on that for a really long time because nobody ever said that to me. And I just remember one night, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I know all this stuff, but it doesn't mean anything unless, like, I have a relationship. Uh, and I just remember, like, barging into my parents' room, like, guys, I need a relationship with Jesus. And they're like, yeah, you do. Um, and so that was the night that we uh, prayed and really talked about what that meant. Uh, and that's when my life really shifted. Okay, cool. Well, how how has that changed over the years? Or, um, you know, anything come to mind about just your understanding of God or just your walk with God has changed? Yeah, I'm... I feel like it's constantly changing and growing and maturing, which is really exciting to see. When I was younger and I first accepted Christ, a lot of that was because I believed that hell was real and I was afraid of hell. Uh, and I knew from church that, you know, Jesus was the one that was going to bring us to heaven and he was our way to that. Uh, but as I got older, the real reward and treasure was the relationship with Christ and the abundance of joy that I, I have on earth, too. Uh, and that heaven is a reward, but I get to experience a relationship with Jesus now. And so it came from a relationship that was based out of fear to a relationship that was based out of love and a desire for Christ and his desire for me. And so that was a really interesting shift. Uh, and really seeing um, God as my father, I think, is something that I have an uh, intimate connection with just growing up a lot of time without an earthly dad, uh, having that intimate connection and seeing God as as a father. Uh, in the absence of an earthly father has been really great. Um, and, you know, it's it was rough growing up without an earthly father, but it's definitely given me a really deep perspective into that side of who God is um, that I'm very blessed to have. Uh, and so that's been great. And just this past year uh, has been a lot of learning on resting in the promises of God and who he says he is. And I feel like it was 
really one of the first times that I fully stepped out of that Christian bubble, um, that even when I traveled overseas, I was still with people who believed the same things that I did. And this was the first time in my life that I wasn't assured of that. And many times in classes, people would be saying things um, that I didn't agree with and the Bible tells me it's wrong. And so having confidence uh, in my relationship with Christ was uh, great and really uh, brought me in deeper that God has called me as his own and protects me and has given me uh, the wisdom uh, to learn more about him in the midst of being surrounded by people who don't know him uh, and has also given me the courage to share what I know and believe with people who don't always agree. You know, concerning a relationship with God, like, um, what does that look like in your life? Because, um, you know, like our relationship with one another, it's like we, we're looking at a, a body and we're speaking mm-hmm. and hearing sound waves and so forth. But that's even though God is personal, it's kind of different with God. Yeah. So, um, anyway, any thoughts about like um, what that, how you, you and God relate to with each other? Mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of stillness. I think that um, it's so important to spend time in the Bible, learning, praying, but sometimes just sitting and resting in God and listening uh, and being open to who he is and what he has to say. So that's something I really practice after uh, I spend like 30 minutes reading my Bible and praying, just sitting and making time to listening and sitting in stillness with him. Um, And also just looking for God and how he works every single day. I'm constantly praying that my eyes will be open to who he is and how he's interacting in my day to day. Uh, And God's always been really faithful uh, for that in my life and has made himself constantly really clear in the midst of doubts. Cause I think it's normal to have doubts. I think it's part of our Christian walk, um, having doubts in who he is. And uh, I think it's important that we're vulnerable about those doubts with each other, but also that we have faith and trust that God will reveal himself to us. And so um, I'm constantly praying for that, constantly searching for that and during my day. And I'm really intentional about writing that down, taking note of it. Uh, in Exodus, God talks about um, he how he has seen his people in the midst of slavery, and he's going to use Moses to rescue them. And then after all of this, to go back out to the mountaintop and praise him. And so I I focus on that mountaintop a lot, um, writing things down to take back to the mountaintop and praise him. Uh, and so that's one way that I really experience God in more of a physical way um, than just as, you know, something that I don't really have a lot of contact with. Uh, and sometimes I think we make God almost a little bit too mystical and distant, uh, but he wants to have a personal relationship with us and he pursues us in a way that our human brains can understand it. Like, and you mentioned practicing stillness. Like, um, are you, like, what's that like? Like, uh, are you thinking about anything in particular during that time? Or, um, or what are you doing when you're being still? It depends on the day. There's some days where stillness is really easy and I can just kind of sit and tune everything out. Uh, and I don't feel like I have to try to think about something or I have to try to not think about something. I just feel God really intimately in those moments. There's other days where it's hectic and I'm fighting my to-do list in the back of my brain. And I usually try to dwell on maybe a Bible verse I read or something I've memorized uh, or even just slowly sing a little chorus of a song, Um, something really simple that helps me comprehend who God is uh, and just allows my body and my brain to rest in him. Okay. Okay. 
Well, is there anything in your life um, in particular that's just like a constant uh, challenge to you? Hmm. I I don't think there's one specific thing, but I think all of us are constantly wrestling against our human nature uh, and our flesh and who we are in a world full of sin versus who God has called us to be. Uh, and so definitely I have those temptations and those struggles and there's, there's, there's vast, <laughs> so many of those always, um, mm-hmm. from my first interaction with people when I feel something strongly isn't always necessarily kindness. Uh, I'm, I'm very blunt. I say what's on my mind a lot. And so, um, I wrestle a lot with that, uh, and, and how God wants to use my words to glorify him. And even when I feel like I have a really great point and I'm passionate about it, that sometimes it's more important how you say things than actually what you're saying. And so I'm wrestling against that. Um, but yeah, I think we all have things that are constantly challenging us. Yeah. What strengths have God given you? Hmm. Oh man, I love people. Um, I love spending time with people. Um, I love how different people are, the way they think. And I think, um, just the deep, passionate love for God's, uh, creations and seeing everybody as image bearers is a strength that God has really given to me. Uh, I love being creative and problem solving. Um, yeah. And I think God's just given me a flexibility and an adventurous spirit that really, has allowed me to say yes uh, to things that other people might have hesitated on or had more fear about. Uh, and I think that's something that I really excel in, is just saying yes to things that are scary. Uh, are you more of an introvert or extrovert? Depends on the day. I okay. say I am an extroverted introvert. So by like sheer definition, I'm an introvert because I refuel alone. Um, but I love talking to people. I have a lot of extroverted tendencies. So the healthiest version of myself is when I'm extroverted, but I can take care of that introverted self. Hmm. Yeah. And the in- taking care of the introverted self, is that kind of like getting away by yourself and mm-hmm. and stuff, journaling and stuff like that? Yeah. And it's making sure I'm very much to like a space oriented person. So I like having my own sacred space where I can feel comfortable and at home, especially moving a lot. I've, I am very attached to spaces. So sometimes that's my room. Sometimes that's like a certain corner in a coffee shop where I like the lighting or something random like that, where I can just feel like this is my spot right now. I'm going to be alone and I'm just going to sit here and refuel. And then, and then we can be friends again and talk. And so people who've lived with me know it's like, okay, this is Casty's moment. I'm going to sit here for a couple of minutes and then I'm going to come back out and everything's going to be okay. And so just, just protecting that. Cause I feel like sometimes as someone who leans a little bit more introverted, but I still really love people, is when my introverted side is unhealthy and stressed, my extroverted side shows that. Um, so it's first like refueling by myself before I can really engage in people in a healthy and kind way. You know, you mentioned people being image bearers of, of God. Like, what is it that you see in people that just kind of brings that delight? the most? Is there anything in particular that characteristic about people that just, um, you know, seem makes it more clear that they're an image bearer of God? Yeah. I love, um, people's emotions and 
which everybody makes fun of me for because I sometimes struggle with my own emotions. Uh, but I love that God has given us each all very similar emotions. So I love laughter. Um, I love seeing people experience sadness. I mean, we all experience sadness in our own ways. Uh, and grief is something that's relatable. Sadness, anger, but also joy is something that's relatable and brings us all together. Uh, and so I think when we see somebody experiencing emotions, uh, that binds us together. Uh, like I said before, we're all way more similar than we think we are. Uh, and so just just that hospitality and that love and the warmth that comes from different emotions, but also seeing someone cry and be like, I was, I, like, I've been there. I've, I've cried like that too. Uh, and that, that unifies us. And I think that brings us together. And that's something I really see God in uh, is just how people experience emotions and that okay. he's given us these emotions too, which is really great. Right. Yeah, and he's a relational God, even um, just, you know, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, and then he desires relationship with us, of course. You know. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's through those emotions that we really, and vulnerability, that we can build relationships with each other. If we were all very stoic and closed off and didn't really experience anything, we'd never have an intimate connection with each other, and we'd have a hard time having an intimate connection with the Lord. And so... That's why I love the connection that comes with experiencing emotions together. Right. Um, well, have there um, been any books in your life that have been kind of life-shaping for you? Hmm. A lot. I a lot. love to read. <laughs> One of my favorite books is Love Does by Bob Goff. Uh, it is a book. And it's very simple. It's story-based. It's fun to read. Um, but it's a book that describes love as an action, uh, love as doing something. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's something that I try to implement in my life. He talks a lot about instead of like a Bible study class, a Bible doing class where they go out and live out the scripture instead of just sitting in a room and studying it. Um, and that's really helped me intentionally transform my life into like, what does love look like when I'm doing it? and not just experiencing it and sitting in it. Because as Christians, like we have been given this love through Christ, so we're called to go out and share it. Uh, and so it's, it's more than just our experience. It's giving it to other people. Uh, and so Love Does is a great book. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the most transformative one. But if you ever need a good list of books, I have all of them. I love, love reading. Okay. Um, what's the goal of your life, Cassidy? The goal is to glorify the Lord uh, and really whatever that looks like, however he calls me to do it, I, I'm willing and ready. And so I think the ultimate purpose of our lives is to glorify God. Okay. Um, I guess that's kind of like uh, about all I have, you know, as far as like uh, questions. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you would just like to, to say? Um, no. Okay. I think that's all I have. <laughs> well, I'll put in the show notes a link to the um, IJM. IJM. Mm -hmm. And is there anything else I should link to? A link to my fundraising page would be okay. really great. Uh, as a fellow, we're unpaid. And, okay. um, and so it's a way for us to hone our skills and technical skills and things I've learned in school um, while volunteering those skills to an organization that I really believe in. I believe in the purpose. I believe in what God is doing there. Um, so 
we raise support. And so it would be great um, if anybody feels called to give. Uh, I would love for you to link that. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks, Cassidy. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Do we do it? If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life. Thank you.